Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Hello, and welcome to the Dorkening Podcast Network. Press pound to hear the available shows. The Wicked Horror Show, Loose Cannon with Jar Jar Jeremy, Secret Underground Hideout, That Strange Show, Cinema with Harrison Smith, Dorks the Podcast, Super Retro Throwback Reviews, The Horror Squad Podcast, The Dorkening, Throwdown Thursday, Black and White Fright, Dorks the Podcast, for more information check out thedorkening.com. Welcome, welcome. This is Jay and James. We're at it's go time. It is. It is go time. That is right, my friend. Welcome to the uh, first episode of It's Go Time with Jay and James. Uh, Jay, why don't you kind of tell everybody what the show is going to be about as this is the first? Well, it's been a long time coming for sure. Uh, I actually listened to one of our old podcasts uh, that that I was on as a guest, uh, and we were we were kicking this thing around back in May. So over the summer, we had some dialogue and said, "Hey, let's put together a show." Uh, obviously, we talked about movies and sports during on your podcast, and I'd like to kind of parlay that into our own little format of talking sports, talking movies, and current events, and just uh, being a dad. In this world of 2020. Oh, good old 2020. You know, if you, I mean, what, what were some of the memes I've seen is the, uh, the, uh, uh, someone stopped playing Jumanji and stuff like that, which is, I think, very amplical to like what is going on. So, yeah, the one, the but, one, the, le- the latest I've seen was a, a time traveler and he comes like, hey, what year is this? And the, and the question was, no. Nah, no, not go back. <laughs> like wherever you came from, go back. Like so go back. it's like I don't think you want to be here. But also, what we also want to do on this show is have guests. So all you listeners out there, go ahead and email, Instagram us, you know, tweet us. You know, we'll we'll send all that stuff out at the end. But uh, we want you on here, man. We want we want to have dialogue with everybody. We want you guys to be involved, do some interviews, see what you're all about, and try to bring some cool coolness to this uh, little podcast we got going, huh? Definitely. You know, it's a, you know, I mean, we're the one of many of podcasts out there, but you know, everybody tries to make it their own. So, you know, it's going to be definitely something that we open up to you and to our listeners. And if you want us to talk about something, let us know, like Jay said, shoot us a message on the you know Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or email us. All that stuff will be in the show notes. Um, when you listen to this, so check that out uh, when you get a chance. So Jay, what are we going to start off the show with tonight? Well, I thought it'd be fun and uh, seeing how, uh, you know, hopefully this gets flipped out right away for us. But uh, I want to keep a segment going where it's like uh, uh, not much on sports right now. Talking about the games. I know the playoffs have started, but uh, 
something that won't go old and we can talk about. And it's about movies and sports. And I want to know. We're going to do a little draft here, James. All right. Are you ready? Okay. All right. I'm ready. It, it is a sports show. So I think a draft is, you know, something that, you know, you can definitely get behind. I mean, I'm already prepping for my fantasy football draft. So, you know, I had to pick my keepers yesterday. So, oh, man. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I think I keep getting emails from my uh, league manager about, hey, what are we doing? Are we doing something? I was, I'm like, I'm silent, but I'm like, yeah, I'm in. You know, like, let's, I haven't really followed anything, but uh, I don't think that changes anything for me. <laughs> we'll, no. we'll, we'll let it ride. So, yeah, let's do, we're going to do, let's rank or draft our top five sports movies, okay? And I don't care how far back you go, uh, I'm probably going to stay in the genre of my age, all right, my age group. So you'll you'll clearly <laughs> see that when uh, you see my picks. But uh, so, oh, ping pong ball is up, and it says James, you have the first draft pick of the sports movies. Go ahead. All right. So with the number one draft pick, I choose a league of their own. Oh, all right. Now, why is that? Tell me what what got you so, there. So I'm a huge baseball fan. I mean, as I'm I'm wearing my four. 406 t-shirt I got from Cooperstown. Um, and I, I don't know. I, it, it's just an interesting movie. Just, you know, just due to the fact that it is, it, it's baseball. I think it's more, one of the more purest baseball movies out there. Um, you know, there was a bunch of, a bunch of other ones, excuse me, a bunch of other ones out there that, you know, consider, but you know, there's no crying in baseball. Like it's one of the like iconic lines of sports movies done by Tom Hanks. Um, and it's based on a true event. It's based on, you know, a real thing. And a lot of sports movies are, and I feel like a lot of the movies we're going to talk about are going to be based on true events. Cause that's kind of the best, the best type of sports movie. Um, but it wasn't really like an underdog story. It's not really like, you know, this, you know, come out of nowhere thing. It's, you know, it's based on, you know, all, all women, you know, baseball team league that is built, you know, develop when during world war two to, keep sports around and you know it's great acting by you know gina davis Larry petty tom hanks you know rob marshall uh madonna rosie, you know, rosie o'donnell like just it's if you look at that cast it's literally an all-star cast um oh, for sure for and sure. i just feel i just feel like it just it resonates as a baseball movie first and then you know there's no romantic plot line really you know they, they, they there there's rumors and there's flirtations between Tom Hanks character and Gina Davis character, but it never goes anywhere. So it's not like you have this love story built into this, or you have this, you know, it's about these girls playing baseball and what they're dealing with playing with playing baseball. So, you know, I enjoy it a lot. You know, it's one of those movies that is, if it is on, I watch it. If it isn't on, you know, if I'm in the mood, I'll go hunt it down or find it on some sort of streaming device. But like I said, I just think it's one of those good wholesome sports classic. movies and classic it's yeah it's a classic, classic. It's a classic might, as well, so. might as well go right there and uh, yeah i still remember seeing that in the theater with my family it was one of those films that uh bring the whole family along and watch you know there's nothing about that film it's it's just raw it's baseball it's you know bringing the women into the front of a sport um i think that pick uh is going to age well for you james i think uh, you're gonna you're gonna be on the right side of future uh with that pick number one good for you not stretching not pulling a, a raiders pick i got it i'm good no janikowski's in the first round nice so number pick pick two in the first round goes to all right i'm gonna go with oliver stone any given sunday 
I cannot argue with that pick. 2000 film. So I was a senior in high school. And what where this takes me is, uh, so I was the captain of the uh, Simsbury Trojan football team. And uh, what I did was I brought all the teammates together, which we did as a tradition every year. And we watched that movie. At the same time, uh, Remember the Titans came out. Okay, so great movie. I'm not putting anything past that. Not Did not break my uh, top five. But this one did. And this one, uh, I just wanted to run through a brick wall during Al Pacino's coach speech at the end of the oh, movie. Oh, that's the best. It, that's the you, inch. That is, I, to be a funny, I listened to that speech the day of my wedding to get me like, cause nice. I got, I, I was I got, there. Like, the, I was at that wedding. Did you know that? <laughs> I, I was somewhere oh, in yeah. the back. No, oh, it's front. Um, no, I was up. I was up. In no, front. you were in the front. You were in the front. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, uh, I, 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 I remember I had butterflies in my stomach and I really <laughs> was nervous and on edge. And I was like, what can get me psyched up? What can get me like ready to go? That's awesome. And it was that speech. And that is, and that's another speech that you like. You listen to on Super Bowl Sunday when you're like getting ready to do something. Like it gets you fired up and it gets you pumped. So, like, I'm with you on that speech. Oh, I totally ripped that speech, played it for my team every game during that season, uh, either right before the game started or at halftime. Just, as probably before the game. I don't think my coach let me do that during halftime, but. Uh, we definitely recorded it, burned it, put it on a CD, uh, and we listened to it the whole speech every game and it never got old. Goosebumps always came out, uh, whether we were ready to play or not, didn't matter. I was having a lot of fun, man. And I, I brought it and, and that's that every time I watch that movie, I can want come in at any point and, and just have fun. And, uh, it's Oliver Stone. It's a little fast pace and a lot of glitz and, and just fast moving parts. Uh, which a lot of movies didn't really have. And uh, I like that element of Oliver Stone just bringing the thunder uh, in the football scenes. I thought it was pretty good. Well, it was, a, it was Oliver Stone. He's still, you know, he was, he still is a great director. But also, again, the cast, that wasn't like, that was another all-star cast. What, Dennis Quaid, Jamie Foxx, Cameron Diaz, Al Pacino. Like, LL, and some cool of those, LL Exactly. Cool you had some of the players who were like at their peak, coming up to their peak or on the, on the back nine. Um, like, you know, and, and it just worked well. I know Dennis Quaid, you know, the, the broken down quarterback getting replaced by Jamie Foxx, you know. Oh, that story's played every year, man, in the NFL. Every year. But every what, year in the NFL. And, and about that movie uh, that is, is, is aging well and, and, and you can see it in the NFL today and all the concussion protocols that they have. I mean, that movie really was like ahead of its time in saying, wow, you know, we're just putting these guys out in harm's way, paying them dirt money to, to risk their lives. And I think that was like way ahead of its time uh, in 2000. I don't think anyone was really thinking about that other than, oh, just go play football, you know. Slap on the helmet. Get your well, bell rung. Also, run. too, is that still, I still think, has some of the best in-game f- action sequences. Like, it actually looks like you're watching a real-life football game. Like, the camera angles were good. It, you know, it, it, you were right on the field. So, like, that that was always, you know, good for me. Like, I, the vi- it was visually, visually uh, appealing as well. And nothing like getting your eye ripped out. That, that scene really grabbed me. <laughs> <laughs> at the bottom of the pile uh everyone asks like uh how bad does it get down underneath there uh it, it gets bad i've I've had uh fingers into ears before for sure and i don't think that was on purpose or See, I was it a was man. I ran from that stuff <laughs> i was a quarterback i ran 
<laughs> so. All but right. Yeah, no, good, good, solid. That's a solid. That's that's going to be, that's going to do you good in the long term. Yep. All right. So for the third pick. Um, for the third pick. Excuse me. Uh, I go with Miracle. Ah. Excellent. Um, go for it. Uh, you know. I grew up in hockey. Um, as 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 Jay's watching me look off screen, you know I, the Bruins are playing right now. So it's like you watch your Celtics. I got my Bruins. Um, but like growing up in a ho- hockey household, growing up, oh yeah, you know, you know, with a sk- ice skating rink in the backyard, shout all out that to, stuff. Shout out to Pete. Hey Pete. Peter sure B. <laughs> yeah, he's listening to us. Peter B's listening to us, Daddy O. Um, but like growing up with that, growing up with that story you know, Herb Brooks and the miracle on ice and all that stuff. And even more that I'm like, I'm two hours from Lake Placid. I'm two hours from, I've been to that rink. I've stood in that arena where that happened. It's the coolest thing ever. Um, and every once in a while, man, it comes on, I'll throw it on Disney plus or I'll get psyched up to watch it. And it's one of the, like, I, it doesn't become background fodder. It actually, I sit down and watch it. You know, what's going to happen. Yeah. You know what, you know, but it's one of those things like you're just watching it being like, this is like really good. Like, and you know, the whole scene, you know, where, you know, the name on the front is much more than the name on the back and like all that stuff. And it's just goosebumps, like, oh, man. Yeah, that, yeah. I was talking to my buddy today, uh, Corey about this podcast and I was just kind of giving him a heads up. And I just, that scene where Rizzoni, Riz, what's his name? Riz, yeah. A Rizzoni. A Rizzoni. When, when they're doing those sprints, and trust me, I've been in plenty of practices where the coach was beating our ass and just running us into the ground, waiting for somebody to do something. And when that happened, I was just like, oh, yeah, like goosebumps. It, it just like makes you know, sense. Yeah, I was like, oh, and they stopped. And I was like, oh, they're back. Oh, they're 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 ready. You know, and uh, I remember talking to my dad about it. And he was not a huge hockey fan. But man, he can go back in time to when that happened and it was just like, yeah, I remember where I was and it was an amazing game. You know, it was just an amazing event. And, uh, it was just one of those things that, uh, I kind of took for granted watching the movie. Like I kind of, like you said, I knew what was going to happen, but I didn't know the magnitude. I still don't, I wasn't even alive yet. Right. And especially, and that's the thing, like, you know, neither of us were alive during that or, you know, and so it's one of those things where, you know, all you see is that last goal. Like that's, that's what you see is that last 10 seconds of like the thing, like, do you believe in miracles? Yes. Like that's what you see of that yeah. clip. You don't see anything of the games leading up to it. Was that Costas what they did or Michaels? That was Al Michaels. Yeah. Um, but like, you don't, you don't get any of the, how, you know, how they had to keep coming back. You know, the only, the only time they had a lead was in the third period, like, and they, they held on to the lead and like how the, the, the Soviet goalie was pulled after the first period and it's the best goalie on earth. And you're sitting there being like, what is like, what? Like, you're just sitting there like, how did this happen? Like, you're sitting there being like, they should have, especially when you find out they played the Soviets a week beforehand and they got beat 10 to 3. Like, you know, what what's going on? And then, of course, the whole, like, you know, one time, the whole, like, another good, good movie, sports movie speech. You know, you can, you know, they can beat you in 99 times out of 10, but that one time, yeah. you know, this is your, this is your time. This is yeah. your moment. Go, yeah, go take it. And like that whole thing where, you know, him just being a hard ass was just him being a hard ass to get like, you're going to be mad at somebody, be mad at me. Like, be mad at me. Don't be mad at you guys. Be mad at me. And like, you you see that like in coaching now a lot more is like, be mad at the coach. 
And it was just, you know, it's very much really cool. Again, visual is really good. Like the ice, the ice, the skating looked really good. And, you know, you hear stories like they, they learned how to skate. They learned how to play hockey and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it, it's a really, it was, it's just a really good movie, especially if like you're a good hockey fan. And there's not a lot of good hockey movies to begin with. So like this one is definitely like up there. So. All right. What are we fourth pick? Fourth pick. All right. So uh, I'm going to do Moneyball. And uh, awesome. it was, awesome. you know, at the time of when it was all happening in Oakland, it was pretty, pretty, you know, off the radar, right? We were on the East Coast or whatever. Um, I'm sure you were. I was at that time. Anyway, but it really introduced sports analytics to me as to what it, how that would manufacture things happening in a, in a sport. And what I really loved the tie-in at the end was when Billy Bean went to interview for the Red Sox. And then eventually – uh, names escaping me. Who's the who's the, who's who is the young manager that Theo. actually got us? Theo. Theo got us to the the promised land using that method, like adopting that method and filling that team, which was pretty amazing. But let's go shift back to Oakland. That team, a bunch of guys at the time. The movie really focused on these no name, you know, these other guys. But that team was stacked. Like, let's be honest, they had oh, yeah. they they had some of the best pitching staff on that team. Uh, I know they highlighted uh, what four or five guys and uh, you know David Justice and stuff like that. But I mean, the truth was that team was good anyway. But it was just an amazing story. The win streak, it, it was just phenomenal, and it was just one of those sporting events that or sporting happenings that I'm like, well, where, where was I when this was all happening? You know, like, and then I'm watching the movie going, wow, I'm really glad they put this into a movie. Uh, Brad Pitt was in it. And uh, one of my favorite actors, Jonah Hill, like just crushed that, that whole, every scene he was in just like made the movie. And I was just like, I'm all in this. What, what is he saying? Like every time he's like, every time he speaks, I'm like riveted by Jonah Hill. Like yeah. what, what an amazing and, movie. And, and, and I remember seeing that in theaters. And I remember there was like three or four other people in the theater with me when when it was when I watched when I went and watched it when we when we used to go to theaters and go to movies, um, you know. And it was like one of those things where I I sat there and I was like, okay, like I'm I'm okay with this. Um, And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, it's just like you love baseball. And I just in the scenes that always pop up that just make me chuckle is the, you know, who's he? Oh, he's Pete. You know, when he goes, what are we looking for? If you don't answer the question, guys, I'm going to point to Pete again. Like, <laughs> st- like, see, like that. And, 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 and realistically, that was my thing with like, with um, Brad Pitt. And you know, at that point in time, like, I knew who Brad Pitt was, but like, that was like, wow, he can act. Like, he was like really good in that movie. Yeah. And it was just like, there's stuff like that, and like, there's just memorable quotes from like in that movie that reminds me. He's like, no, the the, the Yankees are paying me, are paying you to play against them, like. Like stuff like that, and this was, and you know, it was just, it's just moments like that which I just thought were just so like interesting and so good, and it was just like, okay, I'm on board with this. I'm ready. Like, in a good, it's just again one of those movies like right around the start of baseball, it kind of crops up on TV, and I'll sit down. And I have it. Oh yeah, like, I watch it every once in a while. It's just this good, it's a good movie. Yeah, any scene, I think uh, I can just jump in. Doesn't matter. 
I mean, and, oh, yeah. and you're forgetting the coach, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Like just randomly boom. good in that movie. Boom! Yeah. Just let's just slam him in here, and and you're, then he, and then he crushes. You're like what? What a perfect manager. Yeah, you are killing. This <laughs> <man>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Going first. It's like I can get rid of everybody else. I can send <laughs> everybody down. But then it works, and you're sitting there like, hey, this shouldn't work, and it works. Like it's just it's such a good, it's such a good movie. Oh my god, good baseball movie. Oh yeah. All right, you're up, man. All right. So I go to. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, for my third, um, my third movie would be. It is Remember the Titans. Good. Uh, I, again, no, another, good. It had to be had to be on the list. Had to be. It had to be. Um, I I still think it is one of the better football movies. Again, that it just it's done well. Actually, I re, I recently watched it um, a little while ago, uh, just randomly on. Like Jen made fun of me because I went through this little kick of watching all like the Disney sports movies, uh, you know, Miracle and those kind of stuff. And um, it was just one of those things where. You know, it's a good movie. It's enjoyable. You know, <clears throat> it's randomly aus- filled with like really good stars before their prime. Oh yeah. Um, you know, Denzel being Denzel, and you know, you have Hayden Pantieri being in there. You know, before <laughs> her being her. You know, and just you know, you're sitting there being like, this is this is a really good. It's a great story. I think it's a story that even today is very prevalent in 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 the world currently um you know the whole the 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 training scene you know the the summer camp getting ready to do this and all that stuff you know the the whole gettysburg scene you know them running the gettysburg and doing the speech there you know basically being like you know he you know uh you know and him basically being like you have to go undefeated or you lose your job it's like that's and you th- you think back and be like you know how how is this possible how how could people be treated like that and it's just like that was like thirty years ago that's like forty years ago they were still doing this stuff and it's like oh my god like this is crazy like yeah and yeah and and, and melding the teams together and how they had to do that was was uh, and you how know. each side had their own agenda and they all had their own prejudices and bias and all that stuff and it was just you know. But again, yeah, I loved just, uh, the, the 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 California Dreamboat, right? What was the quarterback? What was his name? The uh, Sunshine. 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 <laughs> yeah, he, so. he was he was one of my favorites, and uh, Ryan Ryan Gosling, uh, what batting five hundred in that movie? Every scene he was in, he was just like, "Who is this scrawny little kid? Why is he playing football?" And he stole scenes left and right. And he was a, he was yeah. like a no name well, at the time. He was a Disney character, right? He 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 just came off a uh, whatever show he was on, and and uh, I think he did really well for himself. Really made a name in that movie because it's like, oh, he's so forgettable, but he didn't he didn't make it forgettable. It's like, yeah, Ryan Gosling was in that movie. <laughs> I will always remember yep, that. Hundred percent. You're just like, where where'd you come from? Yeah. What happened? No, yeah, great movie. Attitude reflects leadership. Yep. Captain. Captain. All right. Great pick. Great pick. So uh, what am I? I'm up to three now. My third pick. So 
Uh, I'm going to go to a basketball movie, Above the Rim. And uh, okay, Above the Rim, it came out, I want to say, 94-ish. <laughs> and uh, I, I was wondering what would be first, that or um, the three the three basketball movies I always think of in that same genre are Above the Rim, Basketball, um, Love and Basketball, and uh, White Man Can't Jump. Yeah, so I had to go above the rim, and the reason for that was uh, New York City streetball, and some of the scenes were were really good uh, in that. And uh, Tupac, <laughs> like I think, just again stole the show. One of his, not one of his first movies, but any movie he was in, uh, he was just transcendent. Uh, he was just a, such a, a marvelous character. Um, Actor, musician, poet. Uh, so I was just following him with every, whatever he did. And uh, sad news, obviously, what happened to him a few years later. But uh, it was just one of those movies. Soundtrack was unbelievable. I listened to that cassette tape every morning before school, on the bus, in my on my headphones, 24-7. And it, it just... It was the music that brought me in, street ball. I just, every time I watched it, I wanted to go play. I mean, it was just one of those natural reactions where I'm like, oh, above the rim? Okay, I'm going to go play basketball for the next two hours. And that's what I did. It was awesome. Loved the movie. Loved it. I have to say, I haven't seen that one, so I'm going to take your... Take your well, then, then I highly recommend it. And for all you listeners out there, go ahead. Amazon Prime. It's two ninety nine to rent. Uh, there you go. Amazon plug. <laughs> there you go. That's all that matters right there, right? Yeah. All right. So for me, I have to say for my fourth pick, um, for me, it is Sandlot. Man, you, you got my fourth and fifth pick taken already, and that's awesome. So go ahead. Sandlot. Um, again, it's just one of those – you grow up with it. And it's, you know, you, it's a quotable movie and you grow up watching it and you're like, I used to play baseball with my friends like this and have these conversations about sleepovers and playing baseball. And, you know, I mean, more, it turned more into wiffle ball uh, towards later on, but it's like the whole, you know, shit talking and stuff like that. And um it's just, and it's a movie about like innocence too. It's like this one summer. Cause I think growing up, we all have that one summer where kind of everything falls into place a little bit. And you have this, these stories and these memories that last forever. Um, I mean, and it was a bunch of different stories and, and it took a whole summer. Like I still, like one of my favorite ones is like, we only play one night game a year and it's the 4th of July. And it's like, and you've been to, you know, first street on 4th of July. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, you're looking around. You're like, it's the scene from the Sandlot. You have fireworks everywhere, like lighten up the sky, lighten up the sky, and it's just you know the whole thing about and and, and also it's like in the fifties too. And I always feel like baseball, like again, with like you know League of Their Own, baseball is a little bit more timeless, pure, timeless. Yeah, yeah. like this is this is when the sport was at its best. It was like in the forties and the fifties because you know that's just what you think of when you think of some of these the Hall of Famers. And, and that's where it is, is like playing in the sandlot, but the guy not knowing who Babe Ruth was and not knowing what a s'mores was because, you know, 
I, you know, I was like that sometime early on. Like I didn't know everything. And so I had to be told it and I was made fun of because of that. But at the same time you try to be cool and be like, Oh yeah, I don't know who that is. And it's just like stuff like that. And, and it's, it just grows with the imagination. It just grows the more you watch it. Um, I mean, even now. And so like with like my little guy, you know, that's stuff like I can't wait to watch it with him and see what he thinks of it. And like, you know, and, 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 and I think that's what it is. some of these story movies are with stories and with our, with, with our kids is showing that to them and seeing what they think and see if, you know, w- what brings to mind to them and have those same reactions. It, yeah. Um, fun fact about uh, Sandlot. So it was filmed in Utah and it was at the time that I was living out there and I was the same age as those kids. And the funny thing was my neighbor, Chris and Jeff call went to be a extra in one of the baseball yeah. scenes in the first scene and this is what they claim, right? So yeah. uh, it's such a blurry, they're extras, you really can't see them, but they keep telling me when we watched it for the first time, he's like, that's me, I'm over there. So it's the first scene when they're <laughs> at the school and uh, Benny, right, he's he's up to bat, you know, knocks the crap out of the ball and, and then he's rounding home and I think it's like a pickle or something and he gets home. And uh, there's kids behind the fence watching the game and they claim, oh, that's me, that's me. But it's like, I don't know, fun fact. It was it was filmed in Utah uh, at the time, and I was their age. So I was like, dang, I wish I uh, tagged along to that uh, <laughs> with with my friend Jeff and Chris, and I would have been in the movie too and had a better story to tell. But uh, that's, the, that's as close as I could get. Yeah, my friends, I guess, were quote-unquote extras in the Sandlot, and it was filmed a couple towns over from where I was growing up. So, and Man, so that's what, on that. yeah, that's, that's what, so now when I think of the Sandlot, I'm always like, yep, that was filmed in Utah. And yeah, I was like, uh, a little, little closeness to me about that movie. And, uh, I don't know, like you said, some of the best, uh, taglines in that movie i mean i still say today and i'm sure you do you're killing me smalls i mean i think that was said i might have said that a million times already in my lifetime and why do the best one forever like stuff like that and you just you and everybody does it the same way they're like and they over and then see it like the mouth to match it which is even better um, Wendy Peppercorn, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, we always we always have one of those in our in our neighborhoods for sure. So or the, the for me for me it was the the thing that made me laugh the most, and this is the best, is when they take the chewing tobacco. Oh yeah, the, and and you have one guy, he's just like, <laughs> like he's just like doesn't move or doesn't anything. His mouth is just like sizes, and I'm like. That is like the one thing I constantly remember all the time about that movie. The picture of that scene is that whole like, and it's nothing major. It's like the scrambler. Like it's nothing like this, yeah. a super intensive ride. And he's yeah, just but like, they're swallowing. Oh, what was it, Chief Chew Tobacco? That, yeah, but Chief what was? Chew. Yeah, <laughs> I just remember the packaging. It. They weren't. They weren't spitting it out. They kept swallowing it. Like, come on, so. <laughs> that's kids for you. <laughs> so. Great oh, yeah. pick. So what's your number four? All right. So uh, I, I got to go go to the well here a little bit. Uh, I'm going to go Hoop Dreams. Uh, okay. I, I think that came out early 90s. But what it was is about two boys. Uh, and it was a documentary about two, I think they were Indiana, maybe. No, Chicago. Uh, two kids growing up in Chicago. Um 
and it was like a documentary style uh growing up with you know just following him along from like eighth grade through high school um really done like super well uh you're following these guys one is uh at like an inner city school really struggling great basketball player really trying to get out of chicago and to uh just a, an elite college um but I'm not going to do any spoilers and, and his story was really great. And then there was another uh, boy who went the private route, private school route and actually played at the same school as Isaiah Thomas uh, okay. and was trying to follow it. That was an idol. Like Isaiah is from Chicago. So it was really kind of following that as well. And this, and this guy was trying to get like more of like the silver spoon treatment. He was going to the private school out of the inner city. So you got to follow one guy who stayed in the inner city trying to struggle to get out. And the other who had pretty much all the benefits given to him. Great basketball player, smart kid. Um, but uh, again, I won't spoil it. Just really great documentary style. It is, it is, it is a, you really got to be invested into it. Great basketball. Cause it's real. Uh, great stories. Cause it's real. No script. I mean, it was just way ahead of its time. It was in the, I want to say 92-ish, early 90s period, um, way ahead of its time. Just a, a great documentary style movie. I remember watching it and the, the lore of it, it was getting all these accolades, uh, critically acclaimed, and uh, I thought it was going to be a little too artsy, but it was slow in that regard. But man, the story, you know, I can still talk about it today. I'm 38 years old. Uh, and I still talk about who dreams and, uh, I can't wait to show my kids about that. I mean, I know it's grainy and old, but it's like, man, this, this was just such a good documentary style introduction. And it's one of the, my favorite basketball, you know, favorite sports to play, watch. And, uh, so I recommend it and, uh, yeah, definitely a solid, what was it? Fourth, fourth pick for me. I'm, I'm very happy with fourth that one. Pick. It's the last draft of the last episode or last pick for this um and then we can also do um we'll do an honorable mention yes for this sure um so for me it will will um i will go with another classic and i think um you'll be like this i go rocky ah yeah i'm glad i'm glad you did it go for it um, again, I mean, if, if you want to sum up the seventies in one film, it's Rocky. Um, but again, you know, written, written by Sylvester Stallone, starring Sylvester Stallone, Carl's Weathers, you know, guy from Philly, you know, taking on the champ, you know, the quintessential underdog story, which started a, you know, franchise that now has seven seven movies is is number one still your favorite or uh do you have a favorite in that in that uh no rocky is still my favorite i mean like like you know rocky four i really love because of clubber you know because of you know drago and the whole thing but you know that's great but it's not my favorite like i said i think rocky is still like my best i think it's better It's, it's well written it's a better acted you know, I, I legitimately still think that Carl Weathers and Sylvester Stallone were actually legitimately hitting each other in that film. It feels like, yeah, what, you know, what, in which, some scenes. which one was, uh, was it three that had, uh, Mr. Three T and, Mr. T. and, uh, the whole Hulk Hogan. Hulk, oh, that that's mine. Just cause of the names. And at that time Fun I was just like, yeah, I was like, this is great. Oh, anyway, sorry. Back to Rocky. <laughs> that's, that's, but, that's uh, my, but, that's my pick. Yep. 
but I always feel like even Rocky two is really good too. Cause it, it, it is the, you know, we, you know, it wasn't, it was for the first one was for the title, but it was like a split decision. So we didn't get it. So this was like the rematch and he really didn't want to do it. And he needed the money. It was like, you know, it wasn't a retread of like the first one. It really like, I think it's, it's, how, it's, it's literally how boxing goes. Like, yeah. You had to fight again, like you the and more, everyone was calling for that movie, so it made sense. It was it, it's just more, what boxing is. And the more you did it, the more you, um, and the more they went along, you kind of you, they kind of started retreading stuff and retelling plot lines until Creed. I mean, Creed is just a whole separate animal itself, which is equally as good. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, for for me, it's just it's Rocky. It's just that is just a boxing movie to its core and you know it's still one of the better ones out there so yeah so that that, that lands in my uh on my fifth spot excellent i'm glad you, i'm glad you did it it needed to be drafted at some point you actually went back into the well like you said back to the 70s i mean we've done a lot of 90s not a lot of recent ones huh i mean not, i mean i know they're not classics i get they i guess they don't top our our fives but uh because again, I, I, for my last pick, I'm going to a football movie. Uh, I'm going back to again the early '90s, um, the program, starring Omar Epps and James Caan. Okay. Now it's it's a college football movie, uh, recruiting. Uh, I think uh, they had some of the best. Uh, you know, I thought the football scenes were really good in that. Storylines were pretty good. You had uh, quarterback Heisman watch uh, comes from a bad family, you know, like upbringing. Um, Omar Epps is this freshman running back phenom coming onto the team. Then he had all the he had a, he had a juice head, um, which was which was great. It was a guy that put on like I don't know fifty pounds in the off season and just came in and was this. D- didn't s- that movie like were they parodying like a actual current like program? Was it like the university, the U, or was it like Michigan or something? Like I remember like reading like that movie was like gotten some heat with some actual like colleges because Did- they thought they were like. They had the same uniforms as Boston College. I mean, it couldn't have been more. I, I don't think Boston College has a prominent college yeah. football program. Well, again, you're talking early '90s. I don't, you know, uh, I don't think it was it was depicted up Boston College. I just I just noticed that every time I watched that film, it was like Boston College. But they their their opponent dressed just like uh, you know Michigan. <laughs> like, which I, it could have been Michigan that they were playing, but, uh, no, I'm not, I, I, I don't, I can't tell if that was, uh, really depicted. I'm sure it was, I'm sure it pulled a lot of, um, uh, corruptness, right? It was a boosters in it. They were paying and, and then I could never forget. It's the, it was the middle linebacker. Um, uh, I want to say his name's Alvin Mack. Uh, go ahead and fact check me on that. But, uh, his character was the best. And there was a scene again, uh, for, I'm gonna spoil it. He 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 blows out his knee, and it was one of the saddest moments that I've ever seen in a sports movie. I literally probably shed it a tear at age 12 or whenever I watched it because he was my favorite character in the movie. He was amazing. He was he was middle linebacker ripping off heads, and some of the trash talking that he had was some of the best you'll ever see in a movie. And in uh, one of the final games. 
He's getting ready to go to the NFL. Everyone loves him. And then blows out his knee. And you just felt like, oh, career ended. And he's in college. And he would have been like Lawrence Taylor is how they were depicting him. So, again, if you haven't seen it, go for it. Uh, Great movie, college football. Omar Epps steals the show. That I mean, that was one of his not first movies, first sports movies. I mean, that, that opened up his genre of like going to play uh, in Major League Two and loving basketball. I mean, the guy then at that point just couldn't do wrong with, with picking up a sport and, and, and depicting a, a character in a movie. So you'll get to see him at, his, at the beginning, and, and he just crushed. Great movie, program, football. So no, I think that's a good one. Um, but I, I, have, I have a surprise, a good honorable mention. All right, go for it. Basketball. Basketball, huh? I I remember always watching that movie and I'm like, man, I wish this really would come true because I would really love to play basketball. So it is the guy. The basketball is a real sport out like in California. It's like a minor league thing. No way. And the right the writer director discovered it and actually played in like the league. That's where they got the idea for it. Um, but and and a lot of the players in the movie were actually from like this league. But I mean, I, I just I just think it's still one of the f- funnier movies out there. You know, Matt Stone, Trey Parker. You know, yeah, riding the. The high of you know their South Park, which they still haven't come down from. I feel like right all the stuff they've done, but like you know the whole joke of like people leaving, you know, uh, teams leaving cities and all like the stuff, and they want to get change that, and you know it's just you know Jenny McCarthy is in it, you know she's just like the dopey you know, <laughs> idiot in smoke in show, just, it, yeah, and it's just funny gags like the psychouts are great. And, you know, it, it pushes that like level of humor and it's just, it's just a good, funny sports movie that's just kind of parodying itself, which is awesome. Cause like, I, it, one of the things that we, it, it, like, even the guy from like Unsolved Mysteries is in it, he goes like, we still have <laughs> no idea what this guy is. And he's celebrating like winning the championship. And he's like, we have no fucking idea what this guy is. And it's just like, this is fantastic. And it's just. It's just it's 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 Fun. just it's funny, Fun movie. you know. And, and, and the jo- one of the joke is like we get jobs, we get the money, and then we get the khakis, and then we get the girls. Like that was <laughs> their line of thinking. <laughs> That's great. Oh man, not a great great pick. And like I said, I've always remembered uh, watching it and being like, God, I want this to come true. <laughs> or you're saying that it was. I'm just was living in the wrong state when I watched it. I guess. But yeah, the South Park uh, tie-in there, like I couldn't wait for their trash talking and using their characters like oh. Cartman at that at that time, especially at that time. It, it was like wasn't even at its peak yet, South Park, and they were coming out slinging all all the all the jokes that they do in that show, and I'm like, oh, this is this is just an extended version of that, <laughs> you know? So oh, yeah, and it, it like some of the stuff was like, dude, dude, dude. Dude, like, because yeah. uh, it's like, yeah, all right. I'm like, it was like sold. So, so, so that is one of my like, I'll throw that on if I need a good, good laugh, you know, I just throw that on there too. Like, you know, and I even, you know, I still do it like in just my dialogue. There's like, should have been gone. And like Steve Perry, Steve Perry, 
And it was just like, so we said no more journey psych outs. It's like stuff like that is just like, it's just quotable. And just like every once in a while, I'm like, shoot me down and just do it the voice that he does it in. It's like the best. Oh, awesome. Yeah, the great pick. Uh, so here's a movie. Uh, and the only reason why I have it as the honorable mention here is and the only reason. And, and I don't think a lot of people watch it. This is an 80s film. Uh, I don't know how we got it on uh, VHS, probably recorded it from somewhere. Thanks, Mom. Uh, shout out. Um, movie Gotta called that VCR timer. Yeah. Uh, it was a movie called Rad. Oh, a skateboarding movie. Nope. BMX. BMX. That's an extreme sport. Yeah. BMX. Yep. And it was a movie about these uh, BMX racers that would go around uh, and they were going to race – uh, on hell track and it was leading up to this and um they do all these awesome tricks with bikes uh Lori mclaughlin was in it when she was like i don't know 18 19 so that was great um <laughs> talking i don't know mid 80s but uh just one of those movies that i watched it and i was like immediately got on my bike and just rode and tried to find tracks and race and jumps couldn't do anything like that that they were doing on there but it's just one of those movies that i couldn't sit still and couldn't wait to just be like i'm getting on my bike it was like one of those pump me up i'm going on my bike see in like four hours and it was just that's what it did not much of like what your traditional sport is but hey i i I considered it one of those movies that moved me to do activity and it was bmx biking I had a GT Interceptor. I still own it. It's in my shed right now uh, from when I was a kid. It's like one of my prized possessions. Uh, my dad bought it for me probably when I was in like first grade, and I still have the bike. Uh, one of these days, I'll put new tires on it, but <laughs> couldn't do any tricks. Maybe a bunny hop here and there, but <laughs> a couple wheelies. But There you go. Awesome. No, That's that- all that mattered. Well, that, that concludes our little uh, segment there on our uh, draft of sports movies. So uh, let's transition now. Let's just talk what's happening in sports, James. What is going on? I obviously, you're, 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 I see your eyes rolling and you're getting, getting excited over there about something. So well, what are the Bruins up to right now? What, what, are, you, what are you seeing? Just very quick so, for the viewers or the listeners. Yeah, so, I mean, we're, we're deep inside the, the, the restart of the the, the sports that were put on put on probation or not probation, but were suspended due to COVID. Um, and so we're, we're in the playoffs. NBA started tonight. Uh, we're recording this on a Monday night. Um, and, you know, NHL has been going for a week or so with their playoffs. Um, and, you know, I, hot take. Give me a hot take. Down to nothing. Uh, Wait, what did you down say? They're down to nothing in the game. They're down to nothing in the game, but they're up to one in the series. All right, so, okay. you know, it, it, it you know, it's Tuka Rask opted out. He opted to go home to be part of his family. Two games into the two games into. Oh, the first was round. that your your hot take on uh, Facebook when you were like, "Up oh, there Saturday goes the morning. there goes the cup." Is that was that for that? Yep. Um. I mean, he's a number one goalie. He's a Vesna finalist. Like they're they they have a better shot of winning the cup with him. Um. I mean, right now, you know, they won Saturday in spite of that, but. Uh, they're hurting right now. They're, they're not playing up the stuff. The the Hurricane, Carolina Hurricane, are playing better than they are. Going to lose pucks. They're fighting the, the Hartford, they're, they're Hartford the Whalers. For, for all the Whalers. Yeah. The Whalers. Let's, let's get it right here. 
Hey, so I got my Whalers jersey in the closet. Don't you be trying to throw that at me. Um, <laughs> no, it's for all those Connecticut fans that are going to be listening to us. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a whale. I'm a, I'm a, like, I love the Whalers, but all those Connecticut fans, guys, get, it's been 20 plus years. Like you're, they're never coming back. I don't care that if the hurricane want to wear the Whalers colors and wear their jerseys and sell their merchandise, I don't care because you know what that means? You can then buy the merchandise and say they're the Whalers merchandise. Like, who cares? Like, I don't never got that. I never got that argument. Like, Whaler fans are pissed that they moved to Carolina. Never you couldn't forget sell the, the stadium. whale. Never forget the whale. And that's fine. Don't forget the whale. Honor the whale. But the problem is you keep bitching about, like, these teams that no longer exist. Do you think I pitched that the Springfield Indians are no longer around or the Springfield who? Falcons are no longer who? around? Who are these? Exactly. What? Who cares? Like, you know, the the, the reason why the Whalers moved is because the owner wanted a new arena that Hartford wasn't going to help build, and they couldn't sell out the arenas. Also, you're between the New York City market and the Boston market. You were in a market that couldn't sustain four hockey teams in a three-hour area. Like, sorry. And Hartford Hartford was willing to move to a brand-new arena, and we're going to kind of... The, the the Quebec City, uh, Nord, you know the 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 Nordiques, a Canadian team left. Like like if can, if Canadian teams can't hold on to hockey teams, Hartford shouldn't feel that sad. Now now, quick question here for all you hockey fans out there, and maybe you can feel this one for me. But why doesn't uh, hockey have like I mean basketball does all throwback jerseys and stuff? Do they do that? Do they wear the yeah. old Hartford sweater? So last year they wore it twice or two years okay. ago they wore it Great. twice. They wore and they and both times when they played the Bruins. So they played it <laughs> one time in Carolina and they had the brass bonanza. They had Plucky oh, awesome. the Whale do the siren and he was doing photos, stuff like that. And then they when they came out and played the Bruins, the they played the Bruins and even Nesson had the Whaler logo up there and they changed everything and you could buy the Whalers jerseys and stuff like that for you know when it came out, like authentic, like current NHL ones. So some of the teams that embrace their heritage and in in the owner of the the new owner of the hurricanes realize like there's an untapped market of like hartford fans that will buy our crap basically oh gee, we, they're diehards man i mean yeah so so like i'm not like i'm one of them like i will definitely like i'll 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 buy it like works for me um so for you know so when they brought back the whale for, for those two games, I'm like, that's awesome. That's great. Have a couple more throwback nights and some teams do it because they have it. Um, but it's, it, it, it's, it's tough. Uh, it's tough because, you know, it's some teams don't like, they have a new Jersey. They, some fans, they don't like throwing out new jerseys every year. Like they don't try, they don't like changing the uniform every year. You know, they like, they like it, but at the same time they don't. Um, it's why the Bruins still have like the same, like you have those classic looks. If a team is changing, this goes for all the sports out there. If you keep constantly changing your jerseys, it's because you don't have an identity. Hmm. End of story. So yeah, I like, can't, I can't know. even keep up with basketball. And I think football is like right behind it where it's like, they're, they're introducing so, like, so many different ones. Interesting. I don't mind basketball because at least they're experimenting it. They're having fun. A lot of the players are at the players union is having a lot of input. Realistically, um, 
realistically, I, I've always said, and I'm in agreement with a lot of a lot of people. I think NBA out of the four major sports has it right, and they're going in a really positive direction with their fan interaction, their game presentation, and their interaction with their union. You know, a lot of stuff they're doing is in conjunction with the union, and there's not a lot of pushback, unless you're Kyrie Irving and that little group of people, um, or you're just Kyrie Irving. Um, but like, you know. Van, Vancouver, like I'm using Vancouver as an example, uh, like last year, I think it was the 50th anniversary of the Canucks. They rocked all their sweaters for the last 50 years. The Buffalo Sabres did the same thing. Like when teams do that, I think that's awesome. And yeah, then you sell it and you make money off the sweater. Like Winter Classic jerseys. Those are awesome sweaters. And I love seeing the creativity they have behind it. But, you know, sometimes it's you, you like seeing those classic jerseys, especially with like the original six teams playing in those original six style uniforms and it's just like it just it's just it's just so good it's so visually appealing yeah didn't like baseball start doing that like recently and i remember seeing like they had like the long pants and it just looked totally awkward it looks like the players were like what is this like they didn't want to be dressed up in that in that way because they're playing in the middle of summer and they're wearing like wool and poly you know it's like exactly get this well, off of me like what are we doing here some baseball sweater this sweater sometimes hockey uh some <laughs> baseball throwback jerseys i love i love some yeah. Of the, no, yeah. old school like the philly blue like the philly oh. like the, oh yeah oh yeah like or before when they did the you know when the the padres used to do the, the brown uniform oh, yeah. before they actually went back they actually went back to the brown uniforms like recently but like I love the old Diamondbacks uniforms when they won the World Series. I love the old school like neon blue and black from the Marlins when they won their World Series. You know, but yeah. But you're going that, back. You know, th- those are cool because I remember them when they came into the sport and they would. I used their logos and their when, when they were coming in. They were so cool. And the Rockies too. I'm like, they're such a cool team. And I but like then, that they but, go back to that. That's that. that oh yeah. Pre- Every once in a while they do that, but like, but then, but nothing, nothing beats like the classic pinstripes of the Yankees or the or, or the Mets or the not the Mets or the Cubs or the Dodgers or like the Red Sox, like those or the Giants. Those original teams, yeah. and you just their uniform hasn't really changed that much. I think and you don't want them. You, you really don't want them to. I think, their heritage. I think, yeah. But like, are you telling me that like, if Washington one day was like, we're gonna wear the Expos uniforms? To honor, like, <laughs> that would be Monica. awesome. Like, sold. Like, I'll buy. I'll, I'll buy, buy a Pedro hat. Martinez. Yeah. I'll buy a Pedro Martinez Mets, uh, uh, not Mets jersey, uh, Expos jersey, or Vlad Guerrero Expos jersey. Like, done. Like, that's I'm okay with that. So. Yeah. So okay, I mean, Exp- Expo. Uh, one of the. Oh man, I think in high school. There was probably 20 or 30 of us that uh, got together, well, un- unplanned really, uh, graduated high school, went up to Monch, and we all caught a Montreal Expo game, and there was probably like 20 of us in the in the left field, and nobody was there. It was completely the insane. In oh, yeah. So, I mean, you're talking 2000, 2001-ish we went to that Yeah, game. that was right before they were like done. Oh yeah, I think it was like one of their last seasons. That's why it's like, oh yeah, I went to a Montreal. I, I, I think I, I think they were playing the Marlins. I think I don't know. Weird stadium, <laughs> like it was indoor. Well, uh, that was the old Olympics, Olympic Stadium. That's where they had the Olympics. Yeah, 
But um, anyway, sorry. No, I, <laughs> no, it's okay. But for me, it's the for me the um uh the basketball ones. I can't get behind. Some of those are ridiculous. Like the Celtics don't leave the Celtics uniforms alone. Leave the Lakers uniform like the creme de la creme organizations leave them leave their uniforms alone like i'm sorry like i'm i can't get behind some of the weird like the black on black celtics uniforms look dumb and like the parquet one no green and white that's all that's all you need celtics or boston on the front of the jersey that's all you need like, yeah, some of the better jerseys, I think what you're going with, are from the uh, ABA, and they were the most fun and like of that genre. Like Denver, I think has some of the best uniforms when they go nostalgic yeah, I mean, I, I, and I bring love... all the the rainbow, the Sonics. I mean, I know they don't exist, but that was such a cool uniform. I love. I still love the Heat's new uniforms. Well, they just went full Miami oh, Vice. Oh yeah, um, the Heat uniforms, and I'm like, that's the, I'm done. Like the, you win. Miami won the alternate jersey war yes, with yes. the neon pink and the heat with like written like Vice City or like you know. Oh, it's awesome! Miami no, Vice. no, no. I, I want one, but it's like no, I can't. I just I'm such a Celtic. I'll never wear it. Like, yeah, it's like I can't. But I love watching them play. I hope. Uh, I hope that the, if I think if uh, the Celtics advance, I think I think Miami are they playing them? I don't. I I can't. I can't. I can't figure out basketball. No, I think I think they're gonna go Toronto if Toronto wins that, and I think Miami well, will play. Uh, well, the, it's, the, the number box. one seed always plays the lowest remaining. The yeah. highest seed always plays the lowest remaining. So, so if you're if you're talking all the top seeds win, then yeah, then that. that so they, so yeah, so so if if the one through four wins, yeah, Celtics would play Toronto, and then whoever's four would play Milwaukee. Yeah, which uh, yeah, we we just uh, before we started the podcast, the Celtics won tonight, so uh, that's gonna be a tough tough matchup uh, in round one. I thought I thought it would be a little bit easier for us, but uh, the good news is there is no home court advantage, so this is kind of like uh, just outplay them. <laughs> you don't have to travel; just show up every day, and uh, we should Basically. beat them. Yeah, we should beat them. Uh, I don't know about a sweep, but uh, that would be nice. So, anything else? Not much. I think right now, like I said, you know, baseball, Red Sox suck, so I don't really, really talk about them. Um, but I'm surprised the season is still going. Yeah, what about the whole Astro, Astro, uh, there's hatred. The Astro. Oh, I could, I could, I I could do a whole episode on the Astros hatred. All right, we'll save that because I'm sure it's going to (laughs) continue for the rest of the season because, uh, I think it's, I think it's kind of cool that these teams and guess, uh, you know, the old Joe Kelly from the from the Red Sox. Uh, what was that? A week ago? Ten, yeah. Best meme. Best. I, I, I woke up one morning, looked at my Instagram, and there he was. And I was like, awesome. And if, for any other guy, I don't think this would have happened. It had to be him. And he, and, and yeah. he struck him out. And I was like, yes. Or, 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 you know, I don't know. It was just one of those. I was like, perfect. That 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 meme should be imprinted on the twenty twenty baseball season, <laughs> or twenty nineteen too, or what? Whatever they won their 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 World Series. That are, you're like, thanks, man. <laughs> you know, like basically. So, so uh, no, I'm kind of glad. Like I said, like I said, I just I'm just I'm all set with, you know, the Astros and all that stuff. So. Now, did you watch any? I, I, you're not a big golf watcher, right? Unless Dad puts it on TV, and we're all forced to watch it. 
<laughs> I, I when is golf not on in that house? Uh, but uh, this uh, Colin Morikawa is that uh, the guy who drives the ball like four hundred yards? Uh, Bryson DeChambeau is definitely crushing uh, the heck out of the ball, but uh, I think he is. He 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 uh, just. I think he's like 21 and he's just like on pace or on a trajectory as like Justin Thomas and Spieth and um, for, for, for me, I, like, I, I'm da- all f- dare do I say Tiger Woods, like this guy is just like playing and kicking ass. Just everything he touches, he's just. For like me, I mean, I, I just, I can't, I'm saying this the best I can. So I don't, we don't get yelled at the first episode. I just, it's hard for someone to be the PGA championship when the best players aren't playing. I mean, and that was always my thing too, with some of the restarted leagues, if like LeBron opted out or like, uh, you know, uh, Kawhi or like the Greek freak, if they opted out, you're not playing the best of the best. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me when you look at some of the top point getters, and, you know, money makers on the PGA Tour being like, we're all set this season. And all the ma- majors are out of order and stuff like that. So it's it's tough for me. I hope that there it gets better. I hope, you know, I, I know like Tiger's still there and, you know, you still got, you know, I, I still think Tiger is still a, a draw, which is nice. I think mm-hmm. I think the sport really want would, would needs him to come back because I, I, I the one thing I always take is the one take I've always heard is there are no – people you can rally around that you hate winning. Everybody likes each other. Everybody's buddies. Every, like the, the new crop of people, like, I I think Bryson is one of, I think he's like the big jerk on tour. I think everyone looks at him as being a very eclectic. (laughs) But remember like the tiger and Phil, there would be like tiger hated Phil and Phil hated tiger and VJ hated tiger. And Oh yeah. Like they just, now they're high fiving. Now they're like, hey, buddies, like, what's up? Like, but like, you know, there would it, it like, because they weren't buddies. All these guys came up at the same time. So they're all like buddy buddies because they all played at the same time. Like, I was always hoping like McEnroy would just like go like eat crap and just be like, I'm the best. Even though ever since he got his Nike clubs, he hasn't been the same. But, you know, I just always thought that was interesting where, you know, this there's just no hate between these players. Right. Like everybody's like, good job. You did fantastic. Even like, even after like they beat them pretty easily or beat them like, in like a a sudden death thing. It's not like, like, ah, like I hate this. Like I should be better. It's like, ah, he just came and beat me better. Like, yay. And I'm just like, come on. I'm, I'm all set with you. Like, right. Like Sergio, right. What? Yeah. Yeah. Sergio, VJ Singh, you know, but that's why I, th- I think one of the best golf tournaments out there is the the Ryder Cup. I mean, it, it brings that angst a little bit, right? Uh, yeah, because, well, I think it's more of the fans. More than anything, I love watching the Ryder Cup just because of the fans. Yeah, they treat it like it's a soccer event. It's awesome. Oh, it's you know, the best. I'm like, good. This is this is the sport. This sport should be that. And on every t- on every event, it make it like eventful. But the golfers, no, 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 no. We we want to mm-hmm. play our, our 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 country club game and. So, like I said, and and that's why I think what like Tiger Woods brought to it early on when he kind of became Tiger was just like, I'm going to celebrate and I'm going to pump my fist in your face and I'm going to look at you while I putt this and just like, 
you know, and just brought that like edge to the game. And I don't think that, and I think that, that, that was the best thing that was, I think was good for the game was Tiger's like awesomeness. And I think with, like I said, the new crop of champions, it's just not the same. Yeah. So. No, and that, that, that's what the sport's all about. There's so many good golfers and they're all good. So it's like really hard to follow a guy because it's like one day he'll win and the next day you'll not see his name anywhere. And it's just it's just a revolving door of like who's at the top. So it's kind of like that's why I'm like, oh, the new the new the new thing is this Colin kid. And I'm like, great. Yeah, it, let's it, let's watch like, him for a while. And then like he'll become Rory, <laughs> you know, where it's like, and, <laughs> where, did, where did he or go? Or it's like, exactly. It, there is no top dog in the PGA anymore. It was you have to be Tiger to be something. You, just, you have to win like two or three tournaments and you're the top, like Dogna. Like it was even if Tiger was like ha, was, had a couple bad rounds or bad like events, it was still like you're not anybody till you beat Tiger in a, in a major. Like now it's like oh you know you won the Travelers or you won the Waste Management Phoenix Open like you're the top dog all of a sudden like no go ahead and win four majors in a row or go be constantly good for a year and a half. Like there's just nobody like that in the PGA right now. And I think everybody's hoping that when Tiger took a massive step back, McEnroy was going to step up even like Jordan speed. Where did he go? Like he was that guy. For, I thought he was going to be the top dog for a while. And he had like a year and that was it. Yeah. Like, like Justin. Tom- yeah. All those guys. I think, so. I, I think Brooks Kepka, you know, I think he had a really good last season. I mean, I don't know what he's, I, you know, he's kind of picking and choosing his events too this year. So it's kind of, like you said, kind of hard to tell, but he was, he was pretty hot to trap for a while, but anyway, yeah. enough golf talk. Jesus, that was way too long on golf. <laughs> we, <laughs> someone doesn't watch golf, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just threw out Colin and then we went into a whole tailspin and, and brought Tiger into the fold. Uh, let's go to the next segment. All right. This next segment is just a couple dad, a couple dads being dudes. Right, your your dad. Yeah. Huh? How, tell tell us about your your dadism. What what do you got? What do you got? What do you got cooking over there? Well, I got eleven month old. We're about to turn one in about three weeks. Awesome. Um, he is still. He is a Chetney Kathy. We got the hiking backpack. Oh, I have noticed. Hiking. I have noticed. You have a bunch of good pictures of you guys going out. Good for you. Um, he loves it. He just will just talk to me the whole time we're hiking or he'll fall asleep, which is equally as cool. Even, even better. <laughs> um, it's just nice to kind of get out with him and kind of do stuff. And he's starting to get that age, you know, where he's getting one. He's got, he's more mobile. He hasn't started walking yet, but he's standing up by himself. Like he can take his hands away from oh, dude, dude, anything dude. and kind of stand up. It's only a matter of time. Cherish, cherish those moments, my friend. Cherish. <laughs> Um, so we're, you know, we're, we're starting to like walk him just a little bit, like trying to get him to walk just by like, no, no, no. What, why are you doing that? Why <laughs> stop? Just let him sit there and do nothing for a little bit. <laughs> Trust um, me, I, I'm doing so, you a favor. <laughs> so hey. he's really, so he, so, so we're getting, we're, we're trying to get him there. We're just trying to get him to sleep through the night more than oh, like all right. weeks. Um, you're in that world. You're night. in that world. So a crawling, uh, a, a mobile baby, and uh, not sleeping through the night. So you, you're living the dream. <laughs> yeah, you're living the dream. You're living the dream. Um, you know, so he he's a very light sleeper. Um, 
But when he's asleep, he's like asleep. But like you know, Jen Jen's already in the bed, and Harrison sleeps in the same room as we are. Jen went to bed. Harrison didn't move, didn't make a na- sound, nothing. I know for a fact when I'm done doing this and I get ready to go to bed, I'll open the door. I won't make a sound in that room. I'll you know, other than getting in the bed, which is the you know the mattress creaking. Within 15 minutes, he'll cry because he knows I'm in the bed and he wants to come join us, join us in the bed, the big bed. Ugh. And then I'll bring him over to the big bed and he'll pass right out. Like, what do you do? Do you transition right back or do you just like We him? try to, but a lot of times what happens is he falls asleep. We fall asleep before he falls asleep. So he just ends up in the bed. With yeah, us. yeah. We, we, we had that bout too with, uh, with, with uh, my older uh, Andreas, right? And he... Uh, for a while, uh, was just crawling into bed, like on, you know, just would come right in, and and uh, I don't know how we we, you know, I'm sure I'm sure we coaxed him in some way of like, all right, don't don't come in, but he was just like getting up, slamming his door, waking up Camille, <laughs> just like, dude, I don't mind that you come into our bed, just be quiet, dude. You wake up another being in this house and then now we're all up and uh fantastic you know like i'm like i don't mind just (laughs) well and and the good and the good thing that we have found out is we have found that he 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 goes to bed he's gotten better at going to bed and staying asleep he you know every once in a while we do have a bad night like we did last night we're supposed to record last night but man it was chaos in this house uh he been there down, been there done that yeah and it's just like no matter what you do it just makes it worse so you know in, in this past weekend he had a lot of trouble like falling asleep and staying asleep so we had a lot of cry out sessions with him where he was just like crying 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 and there's like nothing that we could do um to make him better uh you know, i pick him up and he'd rub in his eyes and nuzzle me in the shoulder like dude like you're tired you're legitimately screaming to me the best you can that you are so tired and he's just like i don't want to be up i want to hang out with you guys and so sometimes bulls put him in the pen for 45 minutes at like nine o'clock and he's just like playing with his toys talking to us watching tv and it's just like dude like you gotta go because jen jen's sitting there and i'm sitting there being like we can't go to bed till you go to bed and that like after you go to bed it's still like 20 minutes after that i have to wait and unfortunately what you're experiencing right now it's like what I've been told by a lot of people, it's going to be like that forever. <laughs> like even when he is old enough and now he's driving, you're going to have a whole different mannerism of like, is he safe? What's he doing? Is he, why is he out late? Where, you know, and so, you're not going to sleep I mean, then either. <laughs> so, so get I, used to it. Well, the, good, the good thing about it, he doesn't cry when he has a dirty diaper. Like he doesn't wake up like crying when he's wet, which okay. has been a really good, you know, he doesn't, he never took a pacifier. So he doesn't have a pacifier. Oh, there you go. Score. Um, so, so there's a bunch of things. Is it cool? Yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is it cool? Yeah. What's the score? Um, What's the score? What's the score? Uh, two one, uh, Carolina. Oh, uh, Jake DeBrus too. Yeah, baby. Um, two one Hurricanes. The Bruins need to get another goal in 12 minutes and 34 seconds. And there's your hockey talk. There's your hockey talk. Um, but for me, it's very much like you know we're we're very much trying to keep him engaged. Um, we're talking to him. He's starting to eat more and more food. Uh, he really likes mashed, mashed, mashed potatoes. Uh, who, do, like, who doesn't? Come on. Exactly. <laughs> Jeez. He say that, um, that that's a weird thing. <laughs> so, you know, he's very much, we're getting him off the, you know, he loves his puffs and he loves his chips and Cheetos and the baby Cheetos and stuff. So he, he, he's doing really better. Like I said, 
realistically, I mean, for my for, for for the first kid I've ever had, you know, I can't ask for you know he sleeps through the night. If he gets up, he cries himself back to sleep. He wakes up in a good mood. You know, he he's he's vocal. He wants to do stuff. He wants to explore. You know, he he doesn't he he doesn't like sitting still, which can be a bad thing, which can be a good thing. But I, I don't mind it. So, like I said, we're really I'm really excited to see what happens. You know you know, coming soon. And, you know, this like little things that I've noticed with him is, you know, he, he knows now when, you know, I'm like, you know, we have a, we have an echo in our, in our bedroom. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, you know, echo, you know, play ocean sounds. And when I say it, his eyes get big because he knows it's bedtime. Like he knows the routine and he just, all of a sudden is just like, no, no, no. Like we're not, we're not doing this. Like he knows like that kind of stuff. So. But like, you know, he likes balls right now. So we got him like one of those spiky balls. And what he'll do is he'll hand it to us and he'll look at you like he like he's like a dog. Like he wants to play fetch. He's just like <laughs> So I throw the ball back to him and he goes, gets in, crawls, and brings it back. And he's just like, oh, okay, like throw it again. Okay, like it's a dog. I have a dog all of a sudden. But like then like he does cute <laughs> things like he's a cheese and he's a ham and you see those cheesy smiles that he does. And oh, it's just yeah. like, okay. Like I'm, I'm not mad. Like I can't be mad at you. But then you get mad. Like you're like, why are you screaming at me? Like I can't help you. Like why? Please stop. Like Ugh. so, you know, I, it's just learning for me. And like, and and for me, it's been one of those things. And some plant parents, you're gonna again, I'm gonna caution this. This is my 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 opinion. You know, I've been with Harrison every day, almost every day since he's been born. Oh, I have not been with my kid for a combined seven hours since he's been born un- oh, unrelated wow. from like work. Um, and that was when Peter and Mar watched him for the time when he watched, they watched all the grandkids at your place. Um, and then uh, when we went out for me and Jenna went out for a honeymoon, we went to MGM and bears uh, for our honeymoon, our honeymoon, our anniversary and then they watched Harrison for another like three hours in December, so me and Jen could go see Rise of Skywalker. So for the three times that Harrison has not been with us, it's been with the parent, the grandparents, and and you know, we we haven't done an overnight yet. We haven't done anything. So it is a blessing. It is. I love my son. I love being with him. But I wouldn't mind a weekend with my wife. Uh, <laughs> With no kids. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. So, and, and, and this, like this, said, this whole this whole uh, COVID thing has really gotten in the way of that. So, I mean, it's really. And again, but, but again, I have unbelievable memories with my son when he's one, like before he's one, and I and and I've built a relationship with him in this time. But again, at the same time, like you said, when I've said is, I would love you know we 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 had plenty of trips between me and Jen to go do things that have, we kept kicking down the road, kicking down the road. And who knows, you know, when we're going to be able to do that because now you're getting to an age with Logan, who's 12 and Wes, who is five and Harrison almost one is you, the opportunities for you to do adult only vacations is like the window is drastically closing because you got to start doing, bringing these kids on oh, the yeah. trips. Like, you know, we wanted to go to Disney one last time before we started doing the big family Disney trip. Sure. Um, you know, which by the way, I, I did bring up to Peter Mariel doing a family, big family Disney trip. They looked at me like, I so you're heads. the one, Son I'm the one, bitch. Bitch. Hey, no. you know what? 
<laughs> I went there for, and we can talk about this in like the next episode. My trip, our honeymoon to Disney, and that was the first time I've been to Disney in 15 years, is was one of the best vacations I've ever been on. Minus, if you, even if you take out that I'm a newlywed, like I just got married. I had so much freaking fun on that vacation. It was the best. So like, you know, no, I, yeah. I, I'm sure. And I mean, like you said, it, it, it's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. And I can't wait to see my kids enjoy that. I mean, they're already into the, the, the Disney movies and they see the castle, the first scene and they're locked in. And I remember that moment too, when I was a kid and I still see that, that what is, uh, castle. So, so what's your Disney, what, what, what's your Disney uh, rule of thumb? Because my friend Ryan says they're not mentioning it. They're not bringing it up. The first time their son mentions it, like he wants to go, they will then start planning a trip. Yeah, I forgot somebody. Who was it? Like for us. Oh, I think it was Emma. And because she was watching the kids for a while, I think she made a mention of like she's been to the castle or like. And then Andreas is like, "Oh, what? You can go?" And she and she was like, "Oh, uh, yeah, I guess." Yes. <laughs> I was like, "I guess uh, I'll have to take you one day." So, uh, Emma, if you're listening, you're on the hook. Uh, oh yeah, totally. You're like, you're, in, in, you're you're taking him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're we're definitely gonna want to see him in that in that element. So. I wouldn't be surprised if we all do go eventually. I mean, I feel like that is fantastic. And I think that'd be fantastic. Like we could, we could do a whole Disney parent episode one day. Um, But yeah, for us, it's, you know, we want to take Wes because Wes is five and they say the go when he's like six or seven, because they're right at the age where they're, they can do a lot of the rides, but they also get the characters they they're meeting and interacting with, you know, who knows what Disney will look like after all this is done. That is the real question people are going to ask. But, you know, but for me, it's been just taking a day at a time with them and kind of go from there. Nice. So, but yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy like you can blame me <laughs> that up every, I, I think I bring it up every single time. Marielle's like, let's do, you know, why don't we do a family trip? Disney. Like, like let's rent a house in Orlando and go to Disney. I'm sold. Like done. I'll meet you guys there. Yeah, I know. It's like so many, you know, I'm sure uh, my parents want to do it. <laughs> my parents want to do it. Jackie's dad wants to do it. So it's like, okay, how are we doing this? We're not doing it three times. <laughs> you know, so, Well, you can do it three times. I'm sure we could. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you can take the kids. It's, and then, it, and then, and then ja- Jackie and I are going to go to Hawaii. You know, like we're going to be like, we've, we've well, done so- that one trip to see you. I've always said like, you know, and we've actually thought about doing this as well with, with my mom is, you know, cause you can have as many people as you want in the hotel room. That's fine. Like you can get a big hotel room and put they, a lot of times they have two Queens or two Kings or whatever. Like our thing was like, we'll to a point where we were talking to, when we we're trying to plan all this before COVID and even right after like COVID happened and, and, and everything was getting better. And I put that in air quotes where everybody was getting better early in the summer where we're like, you know, why don't we just ask my mom to come and just bring Harrison with us and then we can go into the parks and do whatever and they can hang by the pool or by the kiddie pool or, you know, go on the sky, like do all the stuff that you can do without going to the parks. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was an option. And, you know, that's probably what it's going to end up being is sometimes it's like if we can get the grandparents to go, <laughs> me and Jen are going to go on a date tonight or like me, Jackie, Jay and Jen are all going to go out for like an adult dinner to have all the grandkids. 
Like, have fun. <laughs> this is what you wanted. We're going to go to the bar and get all the big fruity drinks and charge it to the room and just be adults. This is why we vacation with our parents. <laughs> take take them and we're, we're going to go. I never realized how important the grandparents were until I had a child. <laughs> like, now I get why my mom always brought my grandparents, my nana to the beach with us. There you go. It's because she could go do whatever she needed to do and I could hang out with my nana. You know, Pepe and Meme were different because they were just homebodies to begin with. They didn't really go outside their comfort zone much. Sure. But like, you know, now I get it. I get the grandparents so much more and it's like, this needs to, this needs to like relax a little bit and kind of get back to normal so I can be like, hey, dad, Mario, we're going to leave for like a while. Have fun. Here's my phone number. Here's the diapers. Here's some toys. Here's some food. There you go. (laughs) And that's couple dads being dudes all right that's it let's do the promos all right so with that guys you know this does wrap up our first episode an awesome episode i would yes. think i think we talked a lot of stuff and it was a very free-flowing we do it to be honest and i'll tell you know behind the scenes is jay sent me this fantastic spreadsheet of like our segments and stuff which was really really good but i love it, it goes episode one 30 to 35 minutes long <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, on, I think we, I think we crushed that, huh? What, what are we? We're an, we're, hour? I mean, we're, an, we're an hour and twenty minutes. Oh Jesus! I'm that's sorry. Before... I'm sorry, everybody. Thanks for sticking with us. <laughs> um, that's before any of the intros, outros, any of that stuff. <laughs> so with that, guys, I definitely want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Deadly Grounds Coffee. Yum um, yum. It, yum yum. Uh, it, go to getdeadly.com. It is a uh, local Connecticut owned and operated small business. Uh, I've met them, Nancy and Tom. They are the nicest people they can do. I've met them at a bunch of conventions I go to. Um, they show up in a hearst full of coffee and their nice. display is coffins and caskets full of coffee and they have a brewing and all that stuff, but they roast their own beans. They do all that stuff. Right up, right um, up my brother's alley. Joey, if you're listening... Deadly Grounds Coffee. Check them out. Getdeadly.com. And they, yep, and they do, they ship it out. It's a website. They have everything from pumpkin spice to chocolate raspberry to regular to hell. They are the official coffee of hell, Michigan. Um, <laughs> so it is It is a really cool, and again, you're, during this time, the best people to help are small businesses. So definitely give them a shout out. Uh, they are in the notes um, wherever you listen to this. Uh, they're in the show notes. So check them out. Uh, getdeadly.com so definitely check out deadlygrounds.com also we are part of the dorkening podcast network for those who didn't know and bruins just took the lead yes. great way to end the show bruins yes. up three two awesome. three unanswered goals i love it um so with that um check out the dorkening.com for all your podcast needs there's numerous shows from horror pop culture comics fitness everything um so definitely check them out there's 30 plus shows on the network ranging from all topics so give them a like give them a listen the dorkening.com uh or just like them on facebook the dorkening um so check them out but uh let's quickly do our social media breakdown so um what is our instagram tag sir instagram it's go time podcast that's on instagram and our email it's go time pod at gmail.com also for Facebook, just search it's Go Time with Jay and James, along with our Instagram at uh, it's Go Time with JJ. Um, so that's Twitter. Good that's to, Twitter. That's Twitter. Sorry, 
Twitter, um, but also too. Um, so check them out. And then, you know, it's kind of what I got. That's my rundown. That's all my stuff. So um, that's the one thing we haven't figured out how to end the show. I don't know if we just end it or. Whatever. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Peace out. There we go. Later guys.